Warning, MF Uncensored contains adult language and discussion. Listener discretion is advised. We're a couple of misfits. We're a couple of misfits. What's the matter with misfits? That's where we fit in. We're not that being dilly. Don't go wrong with it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to MF Uncensored. Don't forget, if you guys are listening to us on the go, you can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, basically anywhere you guys get your podcasts. You can also find more of our content on our website, themisfitfaction.com. There you find links to not only this show, but also some of our other shows like the Multiverse Fancast and Cinematic Adventures. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Paul, and doing the intro for you guys today, we have a different episode today one that i uh, was unexpected for me and something that was a little bit outside my comfort zone but it was something that i really enjoyed getting involved with and speaking to somebody who has a very different outlook on on life and a different way that they live and it really turned out to be a very interesting episode so today we're talking to max styles he's the author of sex chicken and cocoa butter and that is explained not only in the episode but his book but also he is the creator of the beyond lifestyles a group and he lives a very different kind of lifestyle than most people are expecting. So I don't want to give too much away in the intro, but I will warn you guys, it does involve a little bit of some not safe for work content. So make sure you guys are not listening out loud. Speaking of listening, if you guys are looking for more, don't forget, like I mentioned, we have our website, themisfitfaction.com. We not only have links to all of our other shows, but we also have reviews, articles, and of course, our Misfit store, which is always being updated with new and exciting items. And we're always looking to give away more and uh, listen to you guys and see what you guys are interested in having more of. Now, also, don't forget, if you guys are looking to start your own podcast, maybe you guys have been listening to us for the past couple of months. Maybe you guys have always wanted to and you just don't know how to get started, if you guys go to podbean.com slash misfitfaction, you can get a month of free podcasting on us. Again, that's a thank you from us to our listeners. You guys are the best and you've been so supportive since we started the show earlier this year. And if you guys are looking to start your own show, let us know. We are happy to not only help you get started, but we're always looking for new content and new people to join our network. So make sure you guys reach out to us. And also, if you guys have your own online service or business, maybe you guys are looking to do some advertising. Advertising is a big part of owning any sort of business and podcasts are a great way to do that. If you guys go to sponsorship.podbean.com, slash Misfit Faction. You guys can get $100 worth of free advertising on us, again, as a thank you from us to you guys. And of course, I can't start an episode without talking about Raise Energy. Guys, we've been using Raise Energy here for months, and we absolutely, absolutely love it. It is something that I get every month just to help me get through some of these really, really long days. June is a busy time for me, and some days I am dragging. But they don't only have energy drinks, they also have supplements, protein shakes, all sorts of things. So if you guys go to rep sports that's r-e-p-p sports.com and use our code misfit89 at checkout you guys will get a discount off your order and with all that being said let's get into the episode Hello, everyone, and welcome back to MF Uncensored. Don't forget, if you guys are listening to us on the go, you can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, basically anywhere you get your podcasts. You can also find our website, themisfitfaction.com. There you'll find links to all of our different shows, not only MF Uncensored, but Cinematic Adventures and the Multiverse Fancast as well. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Paul. With me in the studio today, I am excited, and I'm excited because... I just spent five, ten minutes talking to this guy, and already I'm, I have follow-up questions. I have interest. I am, like, hooked, and I haven't even introduced him to you guys yet. So with me in the studio is author and one of the members of – or founders founders of Beyond Lifestyles? Founder, yes. Founder of Beyond Lifestyles. That's Max Styles. Mac, how are you today? 
Amazing, man. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. I heard I heard a couple of your podcasts and I'm excited to uh, share my story with you guys. Man, that's awesome. And you know what? You're the perfect example of what this show is about. It's about exploring things that other people maybe don't want to talk about or maybe don't even think about and kind of you know, changing the way people might think about certain very structured type of ideas. We've had all sorts of people on the show. I've had authors. I've had athletes. We've had, you know, business owners, everything. And I love talking to people that are, are genuinely trying to to make an impact on other people. And it's from just talking to you for a few minutes, it really sounds like that's kind of your mission. Absolutely. I My whole foundation has been I was lost in a certain place. I didn't have any help or somewhere to turn. So after making all those mistakes, I, I have a lot of lessons learned that I like to share and make sure people are not doing the same things that I, that I messed up on. Yeah, I mean, the, the biggest teacher you could ever get is making mistakes, but I think the best teacher you can get is somebody who's made the mistakes. Yeah, and able to share it with you, absolutely. Absolutely. So Mac, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do? So I am Max Styles. I am founder of Beyond Lifestyles. That is the that came from my book Sex Chicken and Cocoa Butter. And if you Google it, it's the first thing that pops up. There's only one Sex Chicken and Cocoa Butter, so it's not hard to find at all. The book is really I I knew what I wanted before I even wanted it, before I even knew the term was lifestyle. Before I got married, I told my wife, hey, I want to have fun with other girls. I want to have fun with other couples. I want to explore this world. And it was always, yeah, 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 we'll do it. I'm interested too. But every time we had the chance, it just wouldn't happen. There'd be, oh, why am I not enough for you? She's not my type. He's not my type. There was always an excuse. So for the first 10 years of our marriage, we didn't do anything. And then the sex got so boring and I felt like I was on a hamster wheel of going to work, eating, going, having boring sex and then going to sleep and doing it all over again. I got bored. I was miserable. And... One day I, I tried to get my wife to, you know, do something in the bedroom. It's in the book, but, and she was like, oh no, I'm not doing that. And it just spiraled down until I found somebody who was willing to do those things. And then I introduced her to my wife and then we, I tried to make this a poly relationship. Then we introduced BDSM and then introduced swinging. And we just took all this on all at once without any education. And it was a recipe for disaster. Mm. So this, my book is definitely a what not to do book. It is not a how to book. You'll see, I have one bad review on Amazon. I have one bad review and it say, it basically says, this is not what lifestyle is. Don't listen to this guy on, on things that he talks about doing. And I completely agreed with everything they said, because they, they skipped over the part where I said, don't do any of this. Right. This is, the book was really me giving back to the community saying, you know, I did these things. I, I messed up. If you identify with it, great. Please give me feedback or, or whatever. So this is me trying to be that mentor and making sure people aren't falling in the same footsteps I did. Mm -hmm. Now, do right, you cut me off. Cut me off if you got some follow-up questions, all right? <laughs> no, you know, it's funny because I'm not very familiar with, with this lifestyle. I'll be totally honest. My wife and I have been married for two years now, and we have a great relationship. It's never something that's really been something we've discussed. But nowadays, it's a lot more commonplace, it feels like. You know, t TV, movies, they're very quick to show you, hey, this is this lifestyle. You can enjoy it. You know, everybody was talking about it after, you know, you got your Fifty Shades of Grey or there was a ton of shows on like Showtime and all this. And they showed these different relationships. Do you find that it made it easier 
that it makes it easier for people in this kind of lifestyle, or do you think that TV and movies have made it harder? So it, that's a it's a double edged sword. 15, 15 years ago, when I kind of started this, social media was just coming up with, you know, having these sex groups and everything. It became a lot more open then. Now social media has you could go to any group and find an event and kind of go in there and, 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 you know, enjoy the lifestyle, so to speak. But it's it's made it a lot easier to do things. Social media has. It used to be very secret. You know, there's people with doctors, lawyers, and, you know, you have to be vetted and all that stuff. Nowadays, it's, it is. It's a lot more commonplace to be able to do it, but it's not any less drama if you do it the wrong way. So there is it's a lot of communication between you and your partner. It's a lot of trust and there's, there's some certain things you got to know about it before you just jump in head first. Yeah. I mean, like one of the biggest things that or biggest pieces of advice my wife and I ever got was just communication and just being able to talk to each other. And you know, if you're feeling a certain way, don't hold it in, like have healthy ways of communication. Like my wife and I go out every Thursday night, Thursday night is date night. We, you know, crack open a bottle of wine at whatever restaurant we're going to, and we just talk about everything, like everything that's going on in our lives. So do you find that it was challenging to, to really get the communication going? What are some tips and tricks that you might have for people that struggle with it? In my first book, I promise you, I tried everything I possibly could to communicate to this woman. It was just wasn't going anywhere. We, I tried you know, searching for people myself, searching people with, with her. It was something I was really interested in at the time. It, I just couldn't get past that hump. So I, I think we just kind of grew apart instead of growing together. And that was a major downfall. After I found my girlfriend, my wife really stepped up her game and she started, you know, doing more things, but she was doing it for me. Mm -hmm. instead of for her so it made it really unhealthy because she was holding everything in and just trying to push through it to make me happy uh so after we she'd organize an entire event she'd organize the people the food the make sure we have ice and drinks and then as soon as people started coming over i started getting side eye and drama and then we just fight for three weeks afterwards so I hope that answered your question. Yeah, yeah. Communication is is very important and knowing and understanding your part and what they're going through, you kind of have, have to put that into into you know consideration. Now I tell every new couple, I said, listen, if you go to one of my parties, if you go to one of my events, because I host events now, as soon as your partner starts feeling bad or giving you side eye or they're sitting in the corner with their arms crossed and you're around flirting with everybody, I'm going to have to ask you to leave because... Mm -hmm. You need to attend to your partner and discuss what you guys are okay with and come back stronger. I guess not a, that's not a, you're never going to come back. You just need to address what you got going on and then come back. Yeah. So what would you say to a couple that might be just curious about something like this? Like, you know, I, we've thought about it. We've talked about it. We're not sure where to start. We're not sure what we should do before we even go to an event. I love this question. The best thing about this lifestyle is that there are no rules. Mm -hmm. Or for anybody else outside of your certain, you have your own rules and everybody else has their own rules, right? So if you just want to go and watch or you just want to go and, and see what other people are doing, there's people that are like voyeurs. There's people that like to play. There's people that like just talk to your partner and say, hey, there's this party going on. I'm really kind of interested in it. We don't have to do anything. I just want to meet new people and see the look, the lifestyle people are the most open and friendly people you'll ever meet in your mm -hmm. life. I have never had anything stolen at an event. 
I've never had, I mean, obviously there's some drama there because you're mixing alcohol and, and sex. Most people are always there. They're open-minded and friendly, right? So if you just want to go and hang out and have some beers and, and kind of maybe watch people go at it or, or see what you guys like, go explore that part of you that's, that's curious about it. There's, like I said, social media makes it really easy to find an event and you can go on Beyond Lifestyles and see other people. We promote other people's events as well. We are a very large group. We're, we're almost at 11,000 people strong. Wow. But that is, that's throughout the U.S., right? So we, we promote other people's events. We host our own events. I'm all about networking and stuff. So if you have any questions about what can I do, what websites can I go to, that's what Beyond Lifestyles is for. I want you to be able to come to us and say, hey, how do I explore this side of my curiosity? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy. The internet's been such an incredible place. I mean, even you and I, that's how we connected on, on Facebook in one of these podcast groups. I'm pretty sure you just posted, I wrote a book and I was like, I do podcasts. And it just kind of went from there. You know, it, but I, I like what you were talking about before where, you know, years and years ago, there was a lot of shame and anonymity to it. There was a lot of like fake names and I can't tell my wife that I'm feeling this way, or I can't tell my husband that I want him to do this. I, I find it very refreshing, especially nowadays that there are so many different lifestyles in the world, like that, and it's all becoming more normalized, right? So Absolutely. when you have somebody that's like, Hey, I want to come to one of your parties, do you vet them? Do you tell them what's expected of them? Like what's the pre-process for them? So there's, I have different kind. there's different kind of parties. There are absolutely vetting parties when it's just me and my close friends. There's parties when you're, you're, you're making a profit. So yes, I still vet them. But if you're new, you have different kind of rules. Like I said, if you're, if you're in the corner and you guys aren't having a good time, I'm going to have to ask you to leave. Mm -hmm. I don't want you to mess up your relationship over something that can be beautiful later on. Just take the, you know, we lessons learned, go back and talk about it and whatever. So yes, there are rules. There are different vetting questions. Actually, my, my third book will be about how to vet single guys and girls in the lifestyle because it's much, it's much harder for single guys to get involved because they have to pay more. There's a million of them that are trying to get it with couples. So <laughs> I can't tell you how many single guys hit me up every day. Number one, because my wife is absolutely gorgeous. Now, I, I married this like Brazilian model out of Spain and she's dropped dead gorgeous. So or I guess she gets a lot of attention. Mm -hmm. um, but yes, there are different rules. And when you go to the events, just hit up, hit up the person that's hosting it and ask them what, what can you do to join. Awesome. You know, that was actually one of my follow-up questions was going to be, do you have a problem with single guys just trying to get in there thinking that they're just going there, you know, just to get laid and then leave? So. So that it's, it's not so much a problem as it is. If you, the person who's hosting the event has that responsibility to make sure that the, the scales are tipped evenly. Mm -hmm. Some, some couples like single guys, but you just can't have a sausage fest, so to speak. There are parties that are surrounded just for that. There are parties that are just a whole bunch of guys and a couple girls, but most times it's it's the host because if you have those type of parties, people without knowing, people won't come back and support you. So it's really the host who has that responsibility to be able to vet and make sure that the right guys, the single guys are there. Mm -hmm. And I like how there's different levels of party because like a lot of people, they, they have assumptions, right? And it, it must be hard 
for you guys to to pass you know get past those assumptions like people think that it's just like a giant party with all this sex and you know alcohol and this and that i like hearing that there's other there's different levels there's more casual there's more hey just come for this this time and you can watch you don't have to participate i think it takes a lot of pressure off some of these people who are expressing a curiosity because you know as we grow up there's a lot of cultural norms that we all have to right. deal with you know i grew up in new york with an italian family and a Swedish and Norwegian family. And they were very like, you're going to get married to a beautiful woman. You're going to have lots of babies, blah, blah, blah. And that's ingrained in you. Like you are, you are almost hardwired to want to please everyone in your culture, especially your closest people. So my wife and I got married during COVID. So every, yeah, so you can imagine as you can probably relate to every cultural norm about our wedding kind of went out the window immediately. Because it was like, all right, well, we had a list of 250 people, but you can only do 50 people in a champagne toast for your wedding. And I'm like, wait, what? Right. So, so how do I'm you- actually I'm actually redoing my wedding. I'm doing a lifestyle wedding in, in PA with all of our swinger friends and bright colors, titties out. Just, just I'm doing the absolute not norm re wedding in July because we got married two years ago in July. And we, because our wedding was there was two people in the room and it was, or there were, I guess, us including, there was three. There was us and the guy who married us. So this is, this is kind of our redo in the fun way. That's funny because my wife and I did the same thing. We did our, our little justice of the peace thing, which went horribly because apparently, (laughs) apparently our church, our, the court was closed for COVID and they never called us. Oh, wow. So we're in the parking lot going, what the hell? One of my, I had two best men. One of them got ordained in the parking lot. And we went over to the nearby library in their gazebo. They said we could use it. And we got married there. And then we did our big reception. Yeah. Too. Ours, ours was in Gibraltar. So it was, it was absolutely beautiful, but it was, there wasn't anybody that could, that could join us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it was a weird time. And, you know, I'm glad that you're getting your big ceremony and you're getting the ceremony that you want. And I think I, my wife and I had a lot of, a lot of challenges learning that, like, cause everybody was like, you need to do this. You need to do this. And we're like, but we want to do this. We want to do that. You know, something as simple as my wife wanted to dance at our wedding. She wanted to just get on the dance floor and enjoy yourself. So she ended up doing that. Well, I went around and did the traditional, hi, how you doing? Hi, how you doing? Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. How many checks did you send us? You know, like that sort of thing, because that's, that's what I'm good at. I am good at schmoozing as evidenced by me being able to do a podcast with a complete stranger. Like, right. <laughs> I think we had, you know, we, you and I connected about a month ago and then it was, Hey, you still good for today? Like that was, that was it. And then microphones on, let's rock and roll. Let's do it. I love it. So let's get back to the book, though, because I am curious. When did you sit down and you were like, man, you know what would have been really good? An instruction manual. And then you were like, you know what? I could do that. So that's not how this it really started out as a journal for me mm-hmm. because I was just going through so much at the time. So you get a lot of raw emotion. You get exactly what I was going through as I was going through it. There's there's not a lot of uh, fluff in there. So it might not be as detailed. I'm not, listen, I'm not the best writer in the world. Thank God for, for editors and stuff, but I do have a, an incredible story to tell. And it was just because I was, I was so unhappy that all these, all these crazy things happened to me. I'm talking about guns being pulled. There's some death in there. There's some laughter in there. There's, 
punches my wife my wife punched my ex-girlfriend in the face there's there's so much that went on that i had to i had to capture it all somehow mm-hmm. so that that's what that's what caused the book but i i published it many years later because i knew that i wasn't that person anymore i knew i had already walked the walk and i had changed and I'm because I'm a lot happier now, and I feel like a lot of people could learn from it. So that's why I published it. Mm-hmm. So we had another author on right at the beginning of our show when we first started, and his name was Neil Getzlow, and he talks about his his challenges with sex addiction. Now I'm I'm reading through your uh, through your description of your book, and you do mention that you and your wife were dealing with sex addiction. Can you tell me a little bit more about it? Oh, I've been addicted to sex for God, I, and in the addiction sense that. It, anything can be anything can be an addiction if it starts to destroy your your way of life right mm-hmm. so gambling gambling is an addiction because you have to go and you have to try to win you lose you start losing gambling is not a problem until you start losing everything right if you're winning then great yeah have have fun at your addiction but i was i was losing my marriage i was losing my house i was losing my kids i was lo- i'm losing all this because i'm just not satisfied in the bedroom so in in that sense i'm giving you the i'm addicted to sex i had to have it every day and i had to see what the next level was how can i improve myself i'm like my whole and even today i'm i'm surrounded by sex I, i'm going to a party tonight in maryland i and i, I jump into this lifestyle i love the people i love the atmosphere the relationships that's built out of it and the sex now that i've been doing it for so long is kind of secondary i'm, I'm having so much fun doing everything else but it's still there so it has i so obviously i'm divorced now but i'm remarried to somebody who's just as sexually fun as i am mm-hmm. if not more like she she surprises me sometimes on the things that she's <laughs> capable of so to to find somebody that you're able to grow with and, and experiment with is and not like grow separately because I, I felt like that's what I was doing for so long trying to hold on to the house and the kids and the cars and the stuff because mm-hmm. we had a lot of money we had money we both were working my my we had stuff I just was miserable inside because I wasn't sexually satisfied right and you know I find that interesting because it's. There are a lot of relationships that the the stuff is what keeps them together. Like I can't get divorced, I'll lose the stuff. You know, whether it's I'll lose the house, I'll lose the cars. You know, especially when kids are involved, it gets crazier. My right. wife, my wife and I have a cat. I don't know where that cat would go, and we love <laughs> that cat. I I hated cats to begin with, but my wife's a cat person. But that's I'm in the same. I'm in the same boat. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, you got a cat that you don't like. A cat that I don't like, and the cat loves me. I'm just like, get away from me. I'm not a cat person. Yeah, I would much rather. I can't train it. It doesn't. I would be able to train it if it liked to eat, but it doesn't even like to eat. It just like you'll put food like a piece of chicken. It just looks at it. Not to get off topic, but yeah, I'm not a cat person either. You no, know, you know what? I, I, we never get off topic on this show. Every topic is 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 fair game at this point. This show has gone on the weirdest tangents, and I love it because. The, that's why we named it MF Uncensored. For those of you guys who don't know, the title of our show, it really stands for Misfit Faction because that's the name of our network. But also people hear MF, they think other things. And, but we're, we're all misfits. We're, we're, there's, there's something boring about normal. And as you get older and you experience more things, you're like, man, normal's overrated. Like my wife's going out for girls night. 
Like I was like, man, I should I should go crazy. I'm like, I'm gonna end up in sweatpants with the cat that you know I never liked, but now I do watching you know movies. Like that's that's normal is whatever 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 makes you happy. That's what you should be trying to do. And I love talking my to wife people. Out, my wife went out for a girls' night last night and brought back another Brazilian woman. Now we're all going to a party. All right, you win. You win. I oh. I, I lost that one. My my uh, sweatpants and Netflix do not compare to that. But again, that but that's like it makes you guys happy. And I and I I'm having a blast. You you can tell when you talk to somebody when they're talking about whatever because I've I've had some dry interviews where it's literally just I'm here because I scheduled this interview and but then you talk to somebody like you or some of our other interviews where they just like they're they're passionate. You could feel that passion. And Zoom made it great for interviews, but it also made it really hard for interviews because I did a Zoom interview once with a gentleman who didn't have his screen on, Was there was a bit of a language barrier, there was a time difference, and it was just dry. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, he's, he's a nice guy, but he's not passionate, and I, and I love mm-hmm. passion. And you can feel it talking to you, so I'm digging it. But uh, So going back to kind of the book, and how many books do you actually have? So I have I have one that, that's published. The second one is with my editor, and the third one is halfway done. So it'll probably be back to back with the second and third ones. Can you give us any info on the second book? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So the second book, the first book is kind of a cliffhanger because I move, uh, I end up moving to out of the country, and I don't take my wife and kids with me. So that's kind of the that's the cliffhanger but it's not really a spoiler alert and the first the second book just can is a continuation of how that relationship basically ended i ended up moving again and i told her i told my wife you know you can come with me and we can start over or we can just separate this now because at this point i'd already been gone for two years and i'm going to be gone for another three years and i'm like i don't want to do this anymore without my wife and kids mm-hmm. and she was like no i don't want to move she had a she had a girlfriend too right? She had a girlfriend in the States while I was over the country, out of the country. And I don't want to move. I don't want to leave my, my house, my kid. I don't want to leave my house and my girlfriend and stuff. I was like, okay, well now I want the divorce. So out of everything that happened, what ended up, what ended up ruining it wasn't even, you know, sex with other people. It was, she didn't want to move and, you know, lose her house. So it goes into that. And then how I started a new relationship with, with my, with my wife and just the craziness. I thought that I was bad. I thought that it was bad before, but this kind of goes into, okay, now my wife is crazy and I'm the, and I'm the sane one trying to like reel her in. So it's a, I totally get the whole karma is fucking there. I got all the karma back in my face. Cause the first book, I'm not the good guy. The second book, I'm more the good guy. And my wife is the one that I'm like trying to reel in like, Hey, you are getting a little crazy over there. So it's, it's really about, it's really the karma in my face that I, that I'm probably was deserved. I love it. That it's, it's, it's funny how the, how the universe always tries to balance itself out in some way. So now you mentioned you have kids. We, we won't talk about kids, but you obviously does your family know about the lifestyle that you guys enjoy? So my my ex wife had her girlfriend over the house all the time, mm. and and before that I had my girlfriend over the house. So yes, I think they used to. My my ex wife went really religious after the divorce, and I think stopped all of that. Mm. So for the last four years, I'd say they probably have been they they were put in Christian schools. There's, you know, the whole, the whole nine. So I, I don't think they've been as exposed to it, 
but I know my youngest asked if she could read my book. And I was like, nope, absolutely not. So I know eventually they're probably going to read it. So, I, you know, I'm, I'm a firm believer. I was raised in Fresno, California. Okay. I was raised on the wrong side of this tracks. My mother's been married five times. I didn't know my dad. I was, I was from a really broken like home place, but now I've got my master's. I'm successful. I've written books. I've, you know, I've done incredible things in my career. So I'm a firm believer that if kids are very resilient, mm-hmm. right? I took everything, I took everything that my mom did wrong and I, I just flipped it around. She didn't want to, she didn't want to do this. Well, I'm going to do this. She didn't want to go to college. Well, I'm going to go to college. So every kid's kind of different. You don't know how they're going to work out. So if you live your life, you know, trying to do things that you think are right, you know, your kid can still grow up and be a drug addict and, you know, whatever. So I, I want, my message is pretty much, I want you to be happy. Don't, mm-hmm. don't abuse your kids. Right. But and you don't have to throw things in their face, but I want you to be able to be happy. There's plenty of polyamorous relationships out there where kids are, kids are in the house. It's not unheard of. And just because, and before Christianity, that's all there was. Right. So, and we're all still here. We all made it. It's just different ways to look at things. That's all. And just don't be so judgmental and quick to write things off. And you know what? I think this world needs a lot more of that. Like we have other problems to worry about than what people's individual family structures are or what they do in the bedroom. And I think as, as far as we've come, you know, like I was talking to a couple of kids the other day and I, you know, I told them, I was like, when we were younger, there were, there were insults that you threw around like nobody's business. Like there were words that we used that I won't report, repeat on the show because they, you know, but they, we would talk about kids that were gay in a negative way. And that was just oh, yeah. a, a cultural norm. Like you're a bully. What was that? Yeah. Now you're a bully. You're a bully and you're going to be suspended. So like perfect example, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Of course. One of the, gr- one of the greatest buddy movies. It, it literally craziest plot makes no sense, but such a classic. They call each other a gay slur in, in the middle of it when they hug each other. Like they hug each other and then they're like, oh God. And then they use a gay slur and I'm like, whoa, but that was the norm. That was totally normal. And I, and I love it. Again, I keep saying it, but I love how you're, you embrace a lifestyle that 15, 20 years ago, you might, you would have been completely shunned for, but now yeah. it's more, it's more in the, just the cultural consciousness and it's not so taboo. It's not so, you know, you guys are deviants. No, we just. We're just having a good time. Like we're not hurting anybody. And I think that's the most important thing. I'm not saying that people should go out and, you know, do drugs or do crime because they're going to enjoy themselves. But I'm saying like, if you're living a certain way, who cares what anybody else says? We're talking, I mean, yeah, we're absolutely talking about victim, victimless crimes. We don't want anybody to go out and, and hurt other people. But if you guys are all enjoying yourself in a house, I'm, I had I had one club where I was I was helping and we were trying to get you know permits for the club and stuff and there there are you know, townspeople will come with their steak and pitchforks and say no you can't have a swingers club here because it's illegal there's nothing illegal about me and my wife wanting to go to a club and enjoy other people you you can't tell me that I can't have sex with somebody no it's illegal show me that in writing show me where one person has written that I can't have sex with other people it doesn't exist. So absolutely victimless crimes. There's still people out there that are going to hate it and, and think bad about it, but it's because they don't understand. And they, and they've been raised in such a box that 
a culture or our society has told them that these things are wrong when in fact it's only wrong for you. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's funny because it's, it's all based on where you live. Like we had a place, a restaurant open up near us called Tilted Kilt and it's basically Scottish Hooters. That's really all it is. It's basically <laughs> Scottish. They all wear kilts like, and you know, they're dressed provocatively, whatever. It lasted a year. The town fought for that whole year to get it close and they finally, they finally won because they just, they ran out of money to defend themselves. And I'm like, who who cares? Like the the oldest advertising adage is that sex sells. We all think about it. It's all something that's on our minds. If you're a very religious person and you're like, sex should only be done for you know between married a married man and woman, and cool, go enjoy your your religious sex. That's all you, man. Like enjoy. But if you're the kind of person that's like, hey, I my wife and I are happiest when we're interacting with other people. Who who cares? Like I just that's always my biggest thing is who cares what they're doing let me i'm i'm just gonna do me and a lot of that i I attribute to them being unhappy themselves Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying they have to they have to put themselves in somebody else's life because theirs is so miserable and and i understand that and that and honestly i appreciate some of those things because like i said that one that one pop that one review on my book that was you know this is horrible don't listen to this guy that got me more sales then, you know, the rest of the, hey, this is an amazing book. I think there's like, you know, 65 or 70 reviews on there with the one bad one. And that one bad one just spoke, just started so much controversy and, <coughs> excuse me, and conversation that I, I, I appreciate the haters as well because it, it brings up so much, you know, rebuttals and oh yeah, people talking about it. So I, I appreciate those people too, and I hope that I get a chance to sit down next and talk to them as well. But most times they don't want to talk; they just want to, you know, that's wrong, and you can never change my mind. And you know what? I I love the haters, man. Like I love the trolls. I love the people that are like, "You're wrong," and I'm like, "Okay, let's talk about it. Let's discuss it." Like we we live in a world where it's either you're right or you're wrong. And I'm like, no, 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 no. There are plenty plenty of ways we can agree on certain things. My wife and I don't agree on everything, especially when it comes to politics or anything like that. But we can still have a conversation, which is great. And we could still concede and we could still learn from each other. And like, you know, I may be like, I'm more Republican than, you know, whatever, but I can still see like, I think Chris Rock does a great bit about uh, there's some things he's Republican about, some things he's conservative or uh, liberal about. He's like, you know, mm-hmm. prison systems I'm Republican about marijuana. I'm, li- I'm pretty liberal about <laughs> like, like you, you can find common ground and, you right. know, even just talking with you, like I'm, I'm loving our conversation, but there's a fair chance that I'm not going to go out and be like, Hey babe. You want to you want to take a couple home because that's just not our interest right now. But it's something I'm learning. And that's the most important right. thing. And, that, and, you know, I'm not in the same the beautiful part about this. I'm not the same swinger I was 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. I, I, I had a, I had an invested interest. in, But at the time, my ex-wife now, she always told me she didn't want another guy. She only wanted girls. OK. And I was fine with that. But I. I never had to experience my wife wanting another guy. My wife now, she's probably 80% straight and 20% bi. Like she's like, I like everything. So it's, it was, it was harder for me to, it wasn't hard for me to adjust, but I had to make those adjustments to, to fully understand everything that was going on. So 
everybody's on a different walk, a different path. If you're just curious about something and you start down the road, you just have to be able to grow with your partner and understand where they're coming from, what they feel and not disregard it. Mm. That, and then really that's all it is to it. It's just baby steps. And if you're patient enough with your person, you'll, you'll eventually get what you want. You just have to kind of ease, ease into it and, and make those compromises. I love it. So we're running a little low on time. I just, uh, I like to end with my favorite question of all time. I know you've you got the book up there. I love it. <laughs> so I have to ask my favorite question at the end of any interview. And I know you touched base on it a little bit, but we'll, we'll just touch base on it again. What is next for uh, Max Styles and Beyond Lifestyles? Wow. What is next? So obviously the books, I love writing. That is, that is kind of my, my passion, but my, I have a year left in this job. And after I get out, I want to have an adult toy store, but I want it to be a little different. I want to have a stage. I want to host events and, and do demos and teach people about, you know, just there's so much to learn in the world of sex. There's, mm-hmm. there's so many different lifestyles. There's so many different types of things to do there's bdsm there's poly there's and within bdsm there's a whole other world of dom and sub and brats and there's there's so much if you go down the rabbit hole you'll get get lost so i would never run out of material and then i can recycle the material again for the new people so that's that's where i want to go that'll be my that'll be where beyond lifestyles eventually ends up but we do host events all up and down the East Coast. I've got I've got places everywhere to host. So if you if you're any of your listeners are interested and want to join Beyond Lifestyles, you can find us on mostly on Facebook at just groups uh, Beyond Dot Lifestyles or Instagram Beyond Dot Lifestyles. Sex Chicken and Cocoa Butter. You can Google it. That's the best way that I found Amazon will put you to like cocoa butter and then it'll give you like maybe some toy chicken or something. I don't know. So you gotta, you gotta Google it. This is the best way to find it on Amazon. Well, that's Uh, perfect because I actually just found on Facebook, I found sex chicken and cocoa butter and I just liked it myself because this was such an interesting conversation. And again, I like to learn and I like to, you know, experience new things. And I love, especially when, after I've interviewed with somebody, you'll, you'll find new listeners, our new posts and stuff like that. So if you guys are following us on social media, check our social media, you'll, you'll have a good chance of finding that stuff. So yeah. Wow. So I, you already mentioned, so you got your Instagram, you have Facebook, you have the Facebook group. Are there any rules to joining the Facebook group? Is it open to anyone? I know it's a private group. Nope. It's, it's a, it is private, but it's only because I screen, I screen the people. I just make sure that they're, they're, Facebook pages is more than one year old, so it avoids a lot of spam. I'll, I'll look for, you know, certain things to make sure that you're a real person. And if you are, then I'll, I'll invite you in. And then out of that, we have different subgroups for localized networking. So if you live in New York, there's a New York group. And I do more vetting there to make sure that you are who you say you are mm-hmm. and that's a right fit for the group. So don't let this... You know, eleven thousand people scare you. We can break. We break that down into much smaller local areas. Oh, that's awesome! So that's pretty much going to wrap us up for today, Mac. Thank you so much for joining us. This was so not only educational but very interesting. You can have me back anytime. If you have follow up questions, hit me up. I'd love to do it again with you, man. Absolutely. I, you know, we're, we got our Facebook contact, so you'll be hearing from us again, especially after my wife listens to this episode. <laughs> She, you know, I already know what my wife's going to say. She could be like, huh, I wonder what his wife looks like. That's going to be her first thing. She's going to listen to the whole episode. And once you hear, once she hears that you're like, my wife's a beautiful Brazilian, she's going to be like, huh, 
wonder what she looks like. You just clicked on the sex chicken and cocoa butter, right? Yeah. She's the model on the top part. Oh, okay. All right. I got gotcha. you. Oh, boy. I'm going to have to tell my wife. <laughs> and, yeah, she, she is gorgeous. Man, dude, this, this was fantastic. I really do want to connect with you again and do a follow-up, especially, like I said, after my wife listens. Because it's funny. My wife is the kind of person that when we go out, she'll look at everyone and she'll be like, yo, that girl's really pretty. Or, like, that guy's a good-looking dude. Like, that's just – and I'm sitting there going, yeah, yeah. That's the beginning stages of it, man. Build on it. <laughs> Build on it. I already see the, I already see the flags going up. Oh boy, I'm gonna have to let her know. Well, Mac, thank you so much for joining us, and we'll be talking to you again soon. All right, boss. Be good. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Have a good day. Man, that was. Uh, I wasn't sure what to expect. Let's let's honestly be honest. So when I first told our co-host Ronnie that I was doing this interview, he was really interested in joining him for it. Unfortunately, he wasn't able to just because he got out of work late, but. You know, we are very, very much of the opinion that this is a show that encompasses everyone and encompasses all lifestyles. So we want to thank Mac for joining us. He was fantastic. So let's make sure uh, if you guys are listening, you take a look at some of his stuff beyond lifestyles, sex, chicken and cocoa butter, which is the single best name for uh, an episode or excuse me, a book ever. And make sure you guys check out more of our stuff, themisfitfaction.com. There you find links to all of our other shows. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Just type in Misfit Faction. Odds are you'll find us there. As always, I'm Paul, and I hope you guys have a great rest of your day.